Welcome to Skika Uncover. This is a podcast where we are going to be speaking to African artists and learning from their stories. Our aim is to uncover the truths and the lies behind building an entire livelihood and impacting the lives of others through their art. I'm so excited because the guest that we have here with us today is basically his goals, okay? You don't worry, his goals for me. If you, you don't relate, it's all right. But the person that I'm going to be speaking to is Mugambi Thiga. He is an actor, a writer, a director, an award-winning writer, an award-winning director, an award-winning, all those wonderful things. But he is also a comedian and just an all-round, really kind and sweet soul. Welcome to... Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. and cover. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. A uh, little... Um, I, was, I was traveling up until yesterday. Yeah. I haven't had my caffeine fixed for today. Okay, so it's, it's on cool. the way. It's on the way. What we are you're going to get will be <laughs> authentic. <laughs> but you slept... I did, I did. Yes. Okay, good, good. Yes, yes, okay, that's yeah. good. It won't be too crazy. No, no, not at all. So happy to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. And I've been me. wanting to talk to you for so long, and I think this is the perfect time. I got you on a podcast, the microphone is in front, you can't run away anymore. Okay. <laughs> no, this is nice. I really like the set. Yeah. Like Shout so out to Tasha if, for doing this. If this you're listening cool. and maybe you're not watching us, just go, go on the YouTube so yeah. then you can see what he's talking about. We look nice. <laughs> I I was at um, the brief said please don't dress in colors that are too warm because you'll blend into the background. I kind of yeah. forgot. It's okay. So you did all right though. It's not that. no. It's 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 all right. I could have had something that's blue blue purple purple. Shape. Yeah yeah. But it's don't fine. Worry. Don't worry. It's all right. We'll do it again. How about that? Oh, there are more episodes. Of yes yes. We'll do it again. There'll oh. be season two. There'll be there'll be. We'll just know when we call you Sasa Nilazima Umesema that Tutarudi. Yes, for sure. I'll come back. I'll come back. <laughs> Very happy to have you here, and we are so excited to explore artist stories. You've been in the game for quite some time, um, but I want to start with the origins. And Ooh, okay. I read uh-huh. that your first encounter with the stage, you were as young as five years old. Ah, yes, I was. And <laughs> you were a little drummer boy? Oh, wow. Yes, yes, I was. That was that was my very first role, yes. What do you remember about like the stage at that, at that age? I remember everything. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been blessed with something of a good memory when it comes to matters that are very monumental. Ah, in, in your life. Yes. Nice, and, nice. And, and five, five, age five was that. Um, I, I went to a Catholic primary school. Okay. Um, and they were doing, they would do a nativity at the end of the, it was affiliated to a church. Yes, so, so as would, you would every December. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do the nativity nativity, and they would, um, they would cast a Joseph, a Mary. And yes. So at age five, I was too old to be a baby. Right. But too young to be a lead. Yes. <laughs> Although and I'm sure you auditioned for Joseph. You're like, guys. I did not. <laughs> okay. I, I knew nothing. I, I actually ended up on that stage by the good graces of the headmistress of the school, who was a nun. Okay. Um, an Italian nun called Sister Emily Elmi. Oh, shout out to you, Sister. <laughs> and, and I really wish I'd meet her now. I don't know if she's still alive or around. My mom randomly told me about 10 years ago, she saw her in a supermarket. No. And I, and I, wished, I wished I was there yeah. to tell her thank you. Oh my um, gosh. I don't think she'll, she'll ever know if, you know, if she was ever to see anything like this. Sister Emily Elmi. 
uh, she was a seamstress. Okay. And she was making the costumes mm-hmm. for 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 the kids. Yeah. So the kids would be playing Joseph. Yes. The guys would be playing the shepherds. Yes. And the kids would be picked up from school early because you know they were picked up by car. But my mom would have to get onto a matatu to, to come, come get you. And so naturally, her journey would take a bit longer. Yes. And I would stay around a little bit longer than the other kids. Right. <clears throat> if my dad was coming to pick me up, he'd come from work. But that would mean he'd be coming after five when school would be ending at like three. Oh, yeah. Um, so you, you're like in the office or even in the house? In the, in the, um, there was like a sitting area where oh, the kids would ah, sit. Okay. And then parents would rock up and then pick you and you'd go. Mm-hmm. So... She noticed this kid was always being left behind. Yeah. And so she found that I could be a good mannequin. <laughs> so I would stand there. This was the initial plan. She'd put the, the clothing on me. And, 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 and check and, and check know the, where to pin. Yeah, because Joseph has already gone home. Right. Mary has already gone home. The shepherds have gone home. So I was, <laughs> I was the person that she'd measure the clothing on. And uh, she'd make adjustments. And I think she noticed I'd get really excited by this oh, dress-up game. Oh, right. Because, you know, she'd check, you know, and turn around and check. How does this look on the side? Ta-da. And then and then I would see I'm, I'm dressed up in these cool clothes. This is awesome. It was very, very cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so she said, uh, she said, she said, Mugambi, because you have been really good supporting the costume department, you know, which was all her. Right. I'll give you a role. Oh. And I was given the role of the little drama boy. And all I had to do was carry a drum in mm-hmm. when they were singing the little drama boy song. Yes. And all I had to do was beat the drum. Yeah. In rhythm. And the best part of it was there was no costume for me. All the costume budget <laughs> ran out. So I had to go home and ask my mom for, my mom for a lesson. I need a, a, a song. I, I think, yeah. Also, so I wore, I wore did... a lesson, that thing. Yes, yes, yes. On top of my uniform. And because uh, mom had time on that day, she went home and picked up my sister who was two oh. and they came and watched me. And and I came up on stage and I put the drum down and I started beating the drum and there was a teacher. She thought I was like a notorious little child who was very <laughs> slow. And I was. I was a little bit by the standard of then slow. I was just right. in my head a lot. And so you know, sometimes I'd... Drift off and she was daydreaming. Like, I used to get in trouble in for class that. for daydreaming yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah, same thing for me. Yeah, and I'd be thinking about things that now, when you think about it as an adult, are really profound things. Very complex. Very complex things. We were ahead of our time. We really were. We were just in the <laughs> wrong places. Yes. So fortunately, now I was in a school that kind of fostered the creativity in this. Oh, way. nice, nice. And um, the teacher, I think her name was teacher uh, teacher Lucy. No, it wasn't teacher Lucy. It was someone else. She sat opposite and she do this. <laughs> She was so afraid I'd lose rhythm. So I'd she's get like, just follow me. Everything. So she'd be like, mm. eyes here. <laughs> because you can't make my class look bad. You're the yes. only representative in this thing from my class because I was in that awkward in between. So place. much pressure. Yeah. So she was like, you're not going to mess this one up for me, man. So <laughs> I, I did it and I'd be watching. But then my sister was losing her mind. Oh my she God, was so excited. Yeah. Ah. She was like, I know that dude. Yes. I see him at home every day. What is he doing? And now he's up there. Doing a thing with other kids. She was so excited. And then my mom had carried a camera. Oh, nice. A Minolta camera. That was a gift from her dad. Oh. And it was like a film camera that you had to manually focus. 
So she had to control this two-year-old while trying to get while trying to get a picture, pics, even just one. Yes, and then I'm trying to you know be in character, and I can hear my sister there, but I have to watch the teacher, and it's like that was my first performance ever. I was going to ask you what was your feeling on stage, but yes, I'm feeling stressed. That's exactly feeling... that's exactly where I'm going now. Yeah. It felt so good. It felt so good because. You know, your your sister who you've lived with yeah. um, her entire life yeah. is going crazy. And it feels so nice to make her feel so happy. Right. Not stressful? So, it was stressful. Okay. It, it was stressful. The teacher over there was like giving me that look of... And <laughs> she was, she was so you knew nice. even after, if you mess up, there's consequences. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. She was very invested, but in a, in a nice way. Like, I'll, I'll say this. I felt it felt so good to be part of something so meaningful. Yeah. Be, being in front of an audience. Like, like you're here yes. and you're doing your thing and there's people watching you. And right. they've come to watch you. Yeah. And you were in a, in a church, in a Catholic church. Yeah. And it was very... The acoustics were... You're always in the in the seats, but now I'm on the stage where the priest stands. It's, it's like, a big yo, deal. this is nice. I made it, guys. And then my sister is going crazy, and then my mom is. So my sister sees me and goes crazy, and and you know she's trying to come up on the stage, and my mom has this Minolta camera, and she's trying to take a picture, she's trying to get focus. God bless my mom. Some of the pictures are off. <laughs> Some of them I'm cut out of. Oh yeah. Yeah, because because you know she she had to find the framing, the correct framing, and if my sister moves, oh, the framing is off, and choof, the picture gets taken. So there's actually some pictures of it where I'm not in them. Uh, <laughs> but then, um, but then, as as a little boy, um, and and there's something to be said about how little boys are raised. You're always raised to dim. Dim, um, dim, dim it, dim it, dim you're it. You're doing too much. Yes. Relax. Girls are taught to shine, shine, yes, shine, shine, shine. So show true. up and, you know, show, show, show through. Yes. And it shows up in how we show up as men. Oh my God, um, yes. Because you're, it's always huh. down, 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 too much, too much, too much. And of yeah, course, I yeah. was... Men are supposed to be calm, cool and relaxed at yes, all times. At, at, you're supposed to be all stoic and you can't express yes. yourself. But you're taught those lessons from when you're a boy. Yeah, because you, when you're Cause small, you're you laugh loudly and much. you cry yeah. and, you, and, you, and then you're told... Mm. Yes, or you run and act out and do things and experiment and jump from things and you yeah. know. And when boys come together, it's even more ruckus yes. and it's crazy. <laughs> I grew up with um, brothers, a madness. There you go. <laughs> so, so for the first time, you're not being told that. Mm. You, in fact, you're being told show out more, show out more, louder. You know. Yeah. Keep the rhythm. Beat that drum harder. <laughs> and I was like, this feels good. Okay. For a little boy to be told to beat their drum harder. That right. was my first performance. That, that's why I keep bringing it up because it was very, very, very meaningful. Yeah. Um, even to this day. My mom still remembers it. My oh. sister, of course, doesn't because uh, she was two. Um, but I'm, I'm sure she hears the story being retold. She hears the story being retold many times, yes. many times in different contexts. So, so that, that, that for me was, was very special. I picked up the drum and left. Um, and it, it, it remained on the pictures and I went and joined my mom and my sister afterwards and I was a normal kid again. Yeah. But I'd had a very Poignant. magical moment on that stage. Nice. Yeah. And I'm so grateful again to, you said Sister Emily? or Elmi. Elmi. Sister, El- Sister Emily Elmi. Elmi. Yeah. We would not have Mugambi <laughs> if it was not for you. So shout out, man. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. I really hope she's still alive. I think she's now... If she is, she must be like in her sixties or seventies now, and she's living out. It would her be days amazing to try find her. An Italian. She was Italian. We should use social media. You would Probably. be surprised, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's look you for her. What? 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's, do let's it. look for her. Guys, you'll be listening to this. We'll give you an update if we haven't found her. You know what? Um, I'll, I'll even post the pictures because I have access to them. Yes, yeah, exactly. And then, and then maybe somebody in class or a parent of somebody who was in your class might, might, know, might know where she, she is. is. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. I love it. We have a project <laughs> after this episode. And so Mugambi's back in class, daydreaming away, probably now about being on the stage all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was high school like? Because I know you eventually made your way to America. But yeah. I want to know that journey um, yeah. through education. Okay. So um, I'll, I'll say this before I go into high school. Mm-hmm. Another meaningful performance, because it was improvised, Okay, uh, happened in church. Uh-huh. And that's when, so, so I discovered the power of performance. Then I discovered the power of improv at age nine. Nine, ten. Nine. Somewhere between nine, ten and eleven. Somewhere there, I forget. So BYSS was late. You, you'd been, <laughs> you'd been out here. <laughs> I'm sure if you spoke to all the members of BYSS, all of them would have a similar story. Okay, about that how makes sense. Actually. As a young person, they improvised something. Right. And saw the result of it and were like, oh, that's cool. That's all cool. Because I think we're all just natural improvisers in life. As yes. Well. Um, so for me, it was uh, in church. We, it, it was uh, Lovington United Church, mm-hmm. which is attended by a lot of people of my ethnic group, <laughs> the Meru. So, so, so church felt a lot like, um, a, a convening of many people who knew each other. It felt like a family reunion. Yes. Reunion every Sunday. It was yes. cool. Um, and they had a special Sunday where they would combine Sunday school and the, the, the older people. Sunday school, you'd usually go off to Sunday school, but yes. they had a special Sunday where, we're all together. where everyone was together. Oh. And because they had to free up the seats for the grown-ups, because for one, the grown-ups need to sit down and two, <laughs> they give more offering. We give like one bob. You know, you, they need the premium seats. The kids would now be taken <laughs> to the front and we'd sit in the front. Oh, on the like floor. on, yeah. Yeah. And, and the service would happen. So the priest, the, the pastor was very interactive, very hilarious guy. And okay. I, I don't know his name, but I'm really grateful for this guy as well. He would ask questions about the stories he was telling and he'd give cash prizes to the kids. I kid you not. He'd give cash prizes on the spot. No way. So I asked you this about job, da da yes. da 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 You get the right answer. You here's get one bob. hundred bob. Oh, here's one it was bob. one bob. This is the As late a 80s. Child, this is the late I'm 80s, like, yeah, early 90s. Because that's two so, ball so gums. <laughs> what are you saying? I would be in it to win it. I think... Back then, it was probably five. Five ball gums? Five ball gums. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's I think a it child's was. dream. I think it was five ball gums, yeah. And yeah. then th- that one you so, don't give to mom to keep for was, you. You run straight oh, you, to the you, That one, you, you become the custodian for yes. it. But now, fortunate, unfortunately, they were in the audience. Right in front of them. Right there. So anyway, so <laughs> pastor is asking questions, giving one bob, one bob. So anytime a kid got something correct, he'd say, one shilling. And the parents would laugh. And he'd give them a shilling. He had the shillings there in front That's of him. That's amazing. So he was telling the story of Esau, Esau, mm-hmm, Esau mm-hmm. and Jacob. However you say it. However you want to see it. And the story of Esau and Jacob, uh, we know one brother um, uh, was liked to stay at home. He was the yeah. homebody. Yeah. The other one liked to be out um, hunting. Yes. And the guy who was hunting comes back and he is on the verge of starvation and he just wants a meal and yeah. water. And the younger brother who's the homebody says, listen, dude, you want this? Give me your birthright. Yeah. Which is a big deal. It's like a huge they pretty deal. much make me... The first one. Yes. Let us switch places. Also, really just because me, I went outside. <laughs> anyway. It's all good. We'll, we'll do sibling wounds another day. Uh, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Can, uh, 
So the house nigger. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the homebody. <laughs> The homebody tells the the the, the, the field neck, uh, yeah. the guy who <laughs> likes to be outside. Yo, listen, um, give me a bath right, and I'll give you your and meal. I'll give you food and water. And this dude is delirious, and and he says, "Fine, whatever. You can have my bath right. I just need to eat right now, or I'll die." Yeah, and that happens, and that's the story. And of course, the con- context of the story is, "Don't ever give up your bath right." Yes. Don't be stupid like Esau because yeah. he's forgotten. Yes. And Jacob is the person that we remember. We don't say Abraham. Isaac and that's Esau. So true. Say Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Jacob. So that's the story. <laughs> that's the story. That's so, so deep. So, um, this pastor called for two volunteers. Okay. And one was going to play Esau, and one was going to play Jacob, and we were going to. Oh, and here's the other thing: we could use a microphone, and oh. microphones to me were like. You speak into this device and you can be heard over the speakers. That is crazy. Well, Gabby, it's not a you thing. It's, it's a Kenyan crazy. thing. Is it? It, it is, is a Kenyan, Kenyan thing. thing. <laughs> Every event I go to, I'm like, why is the person with the microphone screaming? You have the microphone. Stop because shouting at us. This bit of technology for us is like, Dude, whoa. Dude, till this day, that whoa. Kalida of the choir <laughs> screaming. I'm like, madam. It's, do you not understand how the microphone works? It's doing Pamoda, that work for you. Pamoda. Yeah, they do that. They do That's the whole literally thing. It. And I'm always like, no, no, no. We need to have a briefing. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh gosh. So the kids are being handed the mic to answer the question. Oh, so the so one exciting. good thing was you get to speak on the mic. Yeah. And so you answer. Then you get one bob on top. Oh. So one shilling, one shilling. I think a couple of people who they answered a two-part question got two shillings. And it's like, wow. It's wild. So we go up and uh, we have these coded mics and we're passing the mic between us. Me and Ye- this guy. Yes. Who did you play? Do you remember? I played, I, now, I think I played the sow. Okay. I think I played the sow. Okay. So I'm the one who comes up to Jacob and I, and, and we improvised a conversation then and then. Oh, amazing. And we were passing the mic to each other. And the whole idea behind improv, as anyone has heard about improv, is yes and. You take what, what you're given. That's the number one chief rule. Yes. You, you, you can't say no. You, you can't, can't say no. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is you're given, you say, here's a bouquet of flowers and you're like, oh, ah, they smell so good. So the, the yes is the taking the flowers. Yes. And then the and is, oh, oh, they smell so good. So you add something on top and, right. and that's how you build a thing. So me and this guy, Nine, ten years old, eleven years old, we're yes anding each other through the Esau and Jacob story. Oh wow. And you could have had a pin drop. Again, I was like, I am here speaking on a microphone, just making stuff up with this dude. And everyone, including my parents, who are, are usually quiet a tough crowd, listening. are quiet and listening. It was very dope. My sister again was there, and everyone, all the kids were just hanging on to her every word. And we came to the end of the play. We wrapped it up. We like knew when we wrapped it up. Oh my God. And also the, the synergy the, just there. Shout out to, who, there. to do that I guy. don't know. I can't, I can't tell you for the life of me that, but they probably don't even remember. Yeah. For them, maybe it was just a passable moment for maybe. me. This was just like a life milestone. And, um, and we handed the mic back and people clapped. And, and, and then everyone, sorry. And then everyone's attention was on the pastor. <laughs> because this was like, he was calling out how much you got paid. Yes. And, and everyone's waiting and he says, 10 shillings. And we were the like... The crowd goes wild. Wild. And people go like, whoa. <laughs> like these boys just earned themselves 10 balls. Right. But I imagine everybody was holding their breath thinking, he better not give them one shilling each. Maybe, perhaps, Like, come on. Perhaps, that was some. Perhaps he had set the precedent by adding the sticks a bit. Some right. guys were getting two bobs. So yes. he knew. 
This guy was a showman as well. Yeah, God, yeah. God bless him. I don't know who he is. I can't remember, but he was a showman as well. This is like an well. auction and everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's exactly. going to happen? Exactly, exactly. So he says 10 shillings and everyone goes mad. And he gives us 10, the green 10 shilling notes then, then. Oh. And I was bawling out of control. Um, so this, this is special... probably the first time that you actually got paid <laughs> yes. to perform. It was my first professional yes. role. Yes, I got paid. And, and it was a really good payout. I would say by today's standards, it was like, Probably 150 bob, 200 bob. That's not bad. And it was pretty good. Actually, For like more. a few sentences back Actually and forth. Actually, more. If we're doing the math, I bought two soda. Oh, now my parents came quickly and became my managers. <laughs> my goodness. So you bought and they two took sodas? Their cut. And they took their cut. Yes. They were like, um, uh, we were eating food afterwards. So there was food, but you had to buy your sodas. Right. So the food was free, but you had to buy your sodas. Yes. So I was eating and I remember I was sitting somewhere and some kid comes and pops his head in, in a little room. And he sees me <laughs> and he runs off, doesn't say a word. And then three more, two more come and, and there's three of them like, <laughs> and they run off. This guy went and actually told the kids that, yo, I just saw that kid. The one who was the That was doing. I'm and I wasn't even a member of the church. We were just visiting the church. But um, I found him. But we used to go to the church back in the day, but ah. a lot of time had passed. So I was a stranger. What? No one knew who I was. And I was a little bit of a celebrity. And then I had the 10 bob in my pocket. Yes. And when it came time for buying sodas, I remember my dad saying, my son has money now. He will buy the soda for himself and his sister. For three bob. The sodas were three shillings. Yani. It was, it was a three, 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 six bob. Oh, four bob. Four bob. Okay. Okay. Not even the kobole. The four... <laughs> One, two, three, One, four two, shillings. Three, four. Now, I can't remember. It was either two bob or three bob, in which case I would have six bob change or four bob change. Okay. But I remember feeling that my stock going yeah, down yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and so but, does now you're going to get a soda in a good place, 100 bob? And, and a bit <laughs> upscale, 150, true. the highest, highest, two sock. So I'd imagine that they'd be like 100 bob now. Yeah. So, so I, I, I had quite a bit of money. Yo. Yeah, you, that was like a G. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's actually oh, wild. I think that speaks more about the power of our shilling now. <laughs> it does. You should go and do your inflation calculation. Maybe you'll adjust your no, this was card. You'll be like, wait a minute. No, it was a lot. This was free golden bag. The, yeah, the, shilling, yeah, exactly. the shilling was still... <laughs> the shilling was still... <laughs> also, everyone will just know our age. These references, if yeah, you don't know, are... just Google. If you don't know what golden bag is, just Google. Please Google. Yeah, but there's, there's something on Netflix that was talking about gold scandal, and the main person of Goldenberg is also referenced uh, on Patney. this modern day, yeah, yeah. Netflix. So, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, for okay, real, okay. for real. I know there was the Al Jazeera he's one. He's still at it. Um, and yeah, <laughs> anyway, he's still doing it. He's still doing so, his thing. All of this to say is that I learned two very valuable lessons mm -hmm. about performance okay. on the job. Right, which is a blessing. Yes, um, a lot of people wonder, you know, do you need to be do you need to go and learn the thing? Do you need to go to school? Do you need to study? Oh my God, I was asking somebody this the other day. Please answer me. It's a good thing. Yes. It's a good thing. Of course, go to film school, go to drama school, go to dance school, particularly now when everything is so competitive. Yeah. Unfortunately, the world just keeps going in that direction where you'll be the auteur artist who just taught themselves everything. That's true. And, and still, if you're going to succeed, you're going to have to teach yourself. Yeah. And the means to teach, teach yourself there. The, the yes, University of YouTube, yeah. courses that you can sign up for online, but you'll have to. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, you might have to go to school 
and you might want to go to a good school and if you do if you can afford that do it yeah however please understand that school can only do so much right there's still so much you learn on the job like any other career actually like any other career school can only teach you so much school is not going to instill the x factor yeah it's it's not going to instill the divine moment that you had on stage it might you might encounter it you during might your have studies, it yes yeah but but it's not set up for you to have it that's true <laughs> it's set up for you to learn the thing yes. and then maybe in your ordinary day to day life you can do the thing right but i was having my magical moments in, in life very normal funny enough they both happened in a church yeah <laughs> there might be something to say to that about that your mom uh, but... like a raised him right <laughs> I think you'd say that <laughs> my mom is trying so hard to get me back into church I'm like see you're like and, no and mom that's, you know yeah I'm like mom man <laughs> uh but but you 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 still need that 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 spark that vitality that thing that installs the software in you that says right. this is this is what this you're is, on the right path. Your path keep going I I I I believe there's a path for everyone I don't yeah. believe everyone has one path I, yes. I think there are many but I think that so long as you're existing here as a being that takes from and gives back to the world. Yeah. That you're here for a reason. And right. I'm really grateful that I found it at age five, age nine. Yeah. Yeah. So young. So young. I'm like Beyonce also started singing at nine. I'm seeing, I'm seeing. <laughs> Noted. For my future children, I'm so sorry. When we see that catalent at seven or nine, <laughs> yeah. we are running with it True. up until you tell me, okay, too yeah. much now. I'm I, I would say for those who are raising children who sh- seem to show something about something. Yeah. Follow them. Yeah. Follow, follow them. Follow them. You they, never they are now, know. They're now leading the way. Exactly. That's they're now so leading true. the way to their destiny. You're, you there as their custodian, as their parent, as their guardian, are there, of course, to help them through it and 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 show up with their younger sibling and yeah. take the photographs. Yeah. I love that. Um, continuing on with education, I want to know about high school. Actually, tell us if you stayed in the same school through from primary to uh, high school or uh, did you make a change because i know sometimes that switches that's a good question that's a good question very good question <laughs> so so um i never really took it on after the 9 year old experience the 5 year old experience yes. it's never something that i did more regularly okay um the primary school uh didn't really have a drama program oh yeah it was, it was pr- just private again mm, private catholic school okay so it was it really really there there their focus was on your education yes and your and your religious life or your okay. spiritual life um so if you were doing a play it was in the context of a visiting catholic yeah missionary who yes. we are now who is dead and has been canonified or whatever yeah. and they're singing a song about them or doing a skit about how they it's the saints came day to some, africa some. and taught <laughs> and us the gospel us. and saved us <laughs> that that bs I'm so triggered that's the stuff we were doing <laughs> that's the stuff we were doing right i even remember a song where we were singing in praise of a of a of a, of a missionary called joseph alamano Oh who, who went and 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 founded uh missions and hospitals and churches and things and he's still celebrated there's actually a Joseph Alamano Center oh in Karen oh wow in his on the vast tracts of land that the Catholic Church owns damn <laughs> yeah yeah anyway so so that's what we did and then when i went to high school high school was such a shift such a shift i went right. from private catholic uh, uh, catholic primary day school okay to a public national boarding high school. Hey. So from Consolata Primary School to, to Lenana School. 
Oh, that is very different. That was, even just the number of people, because Lenana is so much bigger huge, as yeah. a school. It's yeah, big. and it's a high school, and now you're you know suddenly you're sharing and it's with all cold boys. water. It's all boys. You're yes. surrounded by boys. You share with cold water. It's boarding facilities. It's not fancy. It's not. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. public high school. Wait, 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 wait. That was hard. <laughs> that was difficult. I can imagine. Difficult. However, and allow me to take a deviation here. Yeah. God is always in the details. I'll tell you that. Amen. I'll tell you that. I don't even mean it in a religious way. <laughs> like it's it's just you've seen it. it in life and you've been yes. reminded many a time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Every time, every time, if you're paying attention, uh-huh. you will know the moment at which a, a, a sign from the universe came to you and right. told you you're on the right path. Okay. Or or you're on the wrong path. Right. There's a both, lot of yeah, signs both, from universe both. telling you you're on Sometimes the wrong path. Sometimes we choose not to listen to them. <laughs> the ones on the wrong path have, have just been as illuminating for me <laughs> as the ones on the right path. They just don't make for good stories. Like <laughs> the one I'm about to tell you. Um, about two weeks into high school, I was very homesick. Okay. I I hated it. I was I was I was hiding somewhere and crying. I missed home. I missed the conveniences. I missed meals. I missed yeah. the warmth. I missed the shows, the TV shows. You know, I missed watching Family Matters. You know, <laughs> Saturday cartoons. Yeah, the, the Saturday cartoons, Clapboko, that that stuff. I I really missed that stuff. So I was really really not having. A also, good time. you were a form one, which means that one. everybody's mission is to make your life miserable. Miserable. It's part of the. It's part of the <laughs> it's, rite of yes. passage. It's part of the rite of passage. <laughs> it's how it works. Yeah, you get hazed now. Yeah. Uh, bullying was not the thing that it was years before where mm. people would actually get beat up or jumped or ah, whatever. Okay, it wasn't okay. Any of that. Okay. Uh, you'd get ngotos oh. here and there. Uh, there was one trick that they would have where they would tell you put your finger here. And you can't say no to a form four who tells you yes, put your Yes, whatever put, they no, put your even hand, if you know what's put happening. Put your head here on my nini. So so the trick was you'd put your forehead on their finger and then they'd give you a ngoto and there were many you'd get about four or five. Da, 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 da. And you know, they, they, these, these, are, these, are from, these are from threes and from fours who are ones from ones. Yes. And they were bullied in a very different way. They, they were much more repressed so they had to let it out. Yeah. And they didn't like these, these walk from ones who are protected and could walk around and say, I know my rights. No. <laughs> so we'd get, whatever it is, if they had a chance like this, they were going to do it. it. Yeah. So I did get a few ngotos here and there. Okay. And they had a trick where because for months caught on and they would do this and then Cringe. Yes, yeah. Uh, they'd put your finger here and then the goto would come from from oh, the hand whose finger you were. Adjusting yeah. to whatever you yeah. decided to do to protect yourself. That was and that was small time. That right. was small time stuff. Small time. But you it was culture shock. You're getting it was hard. Uh so someone approached me and said, uh, listen, see so you went to consolata. And I said, Yes. Do you want to go watch a musical at St. Mary's? I said, Yeah. Yeah. And and they said, 15 bob. And I'm like, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. So it was like 10 bob for the ticket and five bob for, 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 for transportation. Cause they had, they, they, I, I later found out that it was the choir that would organize their own trip to go and watch ah, the musicals. The so you choir. had to, you had to chip in because so you had there to chip was in no because the funds. school was not, yeah, exactly. was not provide funds for that. Okay. And, um, as much as that's not a good thing, I was grateful that at least the school was finding a way to enable Some people on their own in a, to, to, to go. <laughs> yeah. So we got into Amatatu and went to St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Uh, not into Amatatu, into the small cabas and, and went to, to St. Mary's. And I did not know at that time that I was sitting with the Lenana School Choir. Right. And choir season is first, second term. Okay. 
um, this was first time. Mm-hmm. And they were missing all the good times that they'd had from the second time of the year before. Right. And so to reminisce, they started singing. And for the first time, I could not, I did not know that people, Kenyans could sing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They sang it from beginning to end. And then there's a bit that in Handel's Messiah called the Amens. Okay. Where you just sing Amen and Amen and Amen and Amen. But I can imagine the harmonies. Inside this small rickety van. I I get goosebumps remembering it because I was like, I've never had voices like this ever. Wow. And I was stunned. By the time we were getting to St. Mary's and we watched Joseph and the Amazing Technical and Dreamcoat, mm-hmm. it's like I'd entered another world. I, I'd never, this, I was so sheltered. This world was so yeah. different. So from hearing these people saying hallelujah to watching these people. Uh, and to I, watch, I know St. Mary's, St. Mary's musicals were serious. This, this was 1995. And by that point, the, at that point, the standards were still very, very high. Yeah. yeah things changed a lot later on yeah it's nowhere near the school it used to be but then the, again the catholic priests there knew that the artistry is very important yeah so sports and art sports and art from saint mary's yes. was like it was a standard and you know it's funny that it was always considered a weakness yeah that, that, oh i, I knew what was sports i knew what was drama yeah and, and it was never a thing of um that also counts in addition to the academics so 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 when we went and came back, I remember going to my desk mate and telling him, dude, something special happened last night. Yeah. I was in the van with these guys and they were singing so well. And then I was told that they are the choir. Right. And apparently, oh, the, the, the other thing I was told was, oh, you're on a trip and you're not a choir member, you're a form one. I was the only form one there. I was there on the graces of someone who knew I'd come from Consolata and probably was held interested. that in high esteem. Yes. And he was like, yeah, these Consolata kids are a bit... Um, worldly. Yes. They, 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 they understand these things. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got on and I could pay the money. And I think I even paid at 20, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Because I had 200 pocket money. For the whole term? For, for yes. Well, until midterm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, was, until you go back home. Which was a month and a half away. Right. So that was not a lot of money. Yes. So um, um, uh, the, I was told, the, oh, you're from four came and said, you're from one. I don't know who you are, Nini. And mm. you're coming on this trip. Mm. If you don't join choir next year, you're in trouble. I'll come for you personally. Because okay. that is a space that could have been occupied by someone oh, yeah, else. Yeah, by in somebody the small who band. was actually gonna come and join choir. Or someone who was in the choir and would just continue. Uh-huh. It was a valuable seat. So I was told, next time, choir season, you join. You don't have a choice. Okay. I said, Okay, cool. So I went to my desk mate and I said, I'm joining choir. We should join. And he said, Cool, let's do it. So we joined choir. He never left music. He's now the head of the Nairobi Orchestra. What? I'm not kidding. <laughs> Levi Watako and I were deskmates. We found our artistic journey there and then. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love that story. <laughs> That's the story. We were and both so shout out to you for his career. <laughs> no, never. I'll never take. I'll never take. Music would have found him anyway. I can't probably, take the credit. This probably. Is just, this was, what, what is it? That it's, it's, it's just a series of events. It's not yes, the causation of yeah. it. He still but it's so cool way. looking at it now. Yes. That he continued on that he path. Did. And, and you also continued as, of, as a performer. Of, of, yes. From my experience of watching um, Oliver, uh, sorry, um, uh, uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dream Coach, yeah. um, by Form 3, I joined the drama club. And, nice. and, and then my, my acting journey really, truly began. The rest was history. Then, yeah. And, and to tell you who the really wonderful people I was in drama club with at that point. Um, the drama of, 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 of 
the guy who was on the drums was really good. He was like a drumming protege. You could give him desks or whatever and he could He'd go just many a beat. Wow. Um he became Mosyoka. The producer. Ha. Two years two years behind. I think he was in form 1 okay. or form 2. Uh we had um a dude who loved singing and loved theatrics. Uh we called him we called him Juma. Mhm. Um but but he was scared up. So Kira was in drama club with us. What? The only this other person cool I can remember. Class. Oh, it was a really cool. No, these are the guys behind us. Oh, so okay. I am I am not a millennial. Oh yeah, yeah. I am generation X. I'm the last of the generation. The last, the final final. Yes, the final the like like the last cuz I think millennials start in 82. Yes. But I could tell 1982 there was something special about the people coming out that year. Uh-huh. They were special. So Mosyoka was that Um, just a band called their second album 82 because all of them were born in 1982. Right. Two of those members, Jim Chuchu and Blinky Bill, uh-huh. were Chingerians as well. Um, and and those guys were special. We right. could see, even as the older students, we could see that shift happen almost immediately. We're like, these guys are built, here. are built different. Okay. Yeah, they, they don't have the Vicuazos in our heads. That 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 we do. Yeah, um, they, definitely they they don't almost, have limits in their no, minds. No, they don't. It's almost like they were raised different. Wow. And, and you could see their 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 skills coming to the fore almost yeah. immediately. Yeah. The one other person that was uh, part of the drama club with me then, who's still part of it, is um, director Vince Mbaya. Oh. Yeah. He he, he he's most known for Pepeta and Country yes. Queen. Yes. Yeah. So yes. So he was. We were in the drama club together. So we also, had our origins I'm, there. I'm now realizing why Lenana school had the rep that it had now when I was in high school and growing up and uh, I'm like, "Oh, you, you guys did that work." Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> of course, there were other high schools and I really loved the high school culture back then where we would really compete against each other artistically. Yes. Uh, you couldn't mess with Upper Hill when it came to oh, yeah. vocals. Yeah, choir. That yeah, choir, their choir was, was on point. I mean, they gave us out his all. They did. Exactly. And that's <laughs> and that's the point. Yeah. Um and then uh, Dago had the band uh the, oh. the the band and then and you had people who who could play uh drums they could read music they could play the still horns. have that now like you I know this don't. school really has this thing because i know like okay when i was in high school st mary's was known for rugby and yes. we have so many national kenyan rugby players that true, are from true. um saints yeah and and i remember what was loretto known for and can like we had schools known for certain things but now i'm wondering is that still a thing I don't know. That's a good question. Youngins, if you graduated high school in 2022. <laughs> yeah, what are, are the high schools known for? Or you were in your last year for? of 2023. Yeah. Please let us know. I'm so curious. I would love to know. Whether yeah, it's still a thing. I'd love to know. Yeah. yeah. There, 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 no, there was each school had was uh, I'll use this word like a bastion for something. <laughs> um Moy Nairobi girls. Uh-huh. Uh you couldn't beat them in choir when it came to the Zopendo section. Oh. They had this one teacher who could remix Really? Zopendo songs What? into choral forms with your soprano 1 2 alto 1 2 and Okay, that's amazing. And, and and I don't know if that person is still there. So, I'll say this, I doubt it, particularly yeah. when it comes to arts and sports yeah. because the previous regimes have really been trying to push that down. Yeah, yeah. Really just academics became academics. yeah front yeah. and center I think at one point. And that's unfortunate. I moved over to to British system. Yeah. And It was the same like Brabant Theater which still hosts so many plays now was yes. known for doing incredible plays. Um Not the case now. Brayside was known for doing incredible plays because we would always do our plays at Brabant and they were right. like our sister school. Right. 
Turi was known for sports and I think they're uh, still known for sports and we always used to be like, you guys are in the wilderness. What else do you do other than run? <laughs> um, <laughs> and different things. Greensteads and Turi were in the same neighborhood so they were really known for being great at sports. Yeah. So it was like the musician, academics, Kina Premier, like, yeah. So I don't know. I, I would, yeah, guys, let us know I if would it's love still to the know. same. I yeah. would love to know. Yeah, yeah I think Mugambi and I can talk about school forever. Let's jump over <laughs> Let's to, jump. <laughs> you're in America. Yes. You went to America for university or yes. what was that journey like? I went for my grad school. Okay. I've been working in advertising here for a while. I graduated from, I, I went to undergrad in USA. You studied IT, quickly made a left turn <laughs> and left IT. I did IT for all of, literally two weeks. Okay. And then now uh, I, w- I was, I was, IT department in an ad agency. Okay. But I was in the right place because I really wanted to be in advert, uh, in advertising. Uh-huh. Um, got into advertising, worked there for a few years, uh, became a creative and then went to, uh, to the US, to Syracuse University. Okay. To the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications, which is the college, the communications college within Syracuse University mm-hmm. to study a master's in advertising. Really excellent idea. Terrible timing. <laughs> <laughs> because it was, you were there, um, 2007, 2008. Yes. When we had an economic crisis. Yes. One that almost was as bad as Great Depression. Yes. But yeah, it, it was bad. What was that it like? Put, it put the country on its knees. It was oh. rough. It was rough. Were you like at graduation point where you're like, maybe I'll work here. And then it's just like, that's Absolutely. not going to happen. Oh. The, the, all the class, the advertising grad school class had 15 students. Oh, that's more. Total. Yeah. Then it's a largely international class. And we had the distinction of being the only advertising class until then that had two Kenyans in it. That's huge, actually. Yeah. yeah. America back then. It, it was. Two big. Africans is a two lot. Two Africans is already. Yeah, two you know, okay. Africans now, from the same country. Two, two, two Africans from the same country. Yeah. Uh, and and were there, I don't think there were any other Africans in the class. Yeah. So um, I was part of this class and... Um, the, 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 the expectation, the assumption was that we'd have jobs by the time we were graduating. Mm. We were that competitive. Yes. And, um, I think only one person had a job out of the class of 15. The reality Damn. of it was that one person had a job. And by the time I was leaving the U.S., I think there was just two or three who actually ended up in jobs at ad agencies. They, okay. a few found themselves in media houses and stuff. Mm. Uh, but then, but then the situation in America was bad. Yeah, bad, people bad. were losing to, jobs. So how are you yeah, gonna get one? Lose, exactly. Yeah, people are losing jobs. Um, I remember at the agency that I was just about to join. I was just, I believe, just a couple of weeks away from joining. Um, they had a hiring freeze. Okay. And they had a hiring freeze not just at that agency, but all the agencies affiliated to that agency across the country. Wow. They weren't going to take in any new people. And then a few months later, there was a mass letting go of, of hundreds of employees at Ooh. that one agency, at Damn. that one agency. Yeah. At that one agency. So you can bad. just imagine the country. So imagine what's the... happening across the country. Yeah. yeah. Budgets are going down everywhere. Um, I, I'll say this again, like I say, when I say God is in the details and your path, I mean, I'm, I, guys, I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking <laughs> to you now, I'm telling this to myself because I'll always have one or the other creative crisis when things are not coming together the way I think they should. Yeah. Um, in this case, the crisis was around, I came here to study. Mm. I, a lot of money was spent. Yeah. Uh, being here and, uh, and now it's not working out. Yeah. Now what happens? Um, 
but a few very important things were happening under the surface. One, this okay. myth of America was breaking. Haiki. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like I wish more people knew. It's <laughs> cuz I was in the UK when just before Brexit actually happened. Whoa. So I was in the UK when like the labor parties were campaigning like they would even come round to the universities and everything and I was like these people are not going to vote to leave the EU. That's that's ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It was in third year at applying for jobs. <clears throat> hmm, shock on me how that story ended. But I'm glad that I just came back to Kenya. I think it was meant to be. True. Yeah. Same thing for me. Yeah. 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 It was meant to be. I was pissed at the time, but. Yeah. I, I so was I. So, so um, the myth of America was falling. Yeah. If you remember, this was uh, George W. Bush. His, his, his time was coming to an end. Right. And um, the war, the, the war on terror weapons of mass destruction have been revealed for the lie that they were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he'd been voted in a second time, so this idea of a very powerful right-wing population... Wasn't making sense. It, it, was, it, was, it wasn't making sense. Yeah. Right? It wasn't making yeah. sense. We didn't understand, but yeah. it was starting to. They were yeah. starting to show themselves for who they really were. True. And then Obama was about to come in. Yeah. So I was there during the campaign of Obama. This is after I realized my dreams are done. Of going in, oh of God, getting you know a job. We wore those badges in high school. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> here in here in Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, when Kenyans own one of their own, we oh, go they hard. Do. We they go do. in. And you remember he had had his uh, visit, his inaugural yes, visit to yes, Kenya yes, as yes, senator yes, in yes. 2006. Yes. Yes. And so Obama mania had it begun. Was in, all the children been born that year yeah. were being called Obama. Yes, it was crazy. Yes. 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 Was it? We are, what was his tagline? Oh, this is going to bother me. Anyway, it'll come. It'll come later. I'm giving you time. We are. <laughs> You're oh close. God. I know there's a we. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. Thank you. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Do you know what was in my head? What? Make America great again. Oh, I'm like, no, that's hi, evil. Go hey, away. Hey. <laughs> I was like, I'm seeing red. I'm seeing Kanye's face. I'm seeing oh. Trump's face. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not. And that. Dude, that's how it. you know their messaging is effective. That's the power of branding. That's yeah. the power of good branding. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, his was good. What was it? <laughs> it was yes, we can. Yes, we so can. So I was there for the yes, we can. Okay. So I was there for very important things. Yeah. I was also there to see. How the thing that you call yourself, I, I used to say this BS thing, oh, um, uh, advertising is my trade, acting is my craft, <laughs> pretentious <laughs> shit. <laughs> I used to say that. So I was seeing my, my trade like shaking from yes. the foundations. Um, and that's not your you remember, identity. If this is yes, how you always used to yes, introduce exactly, yourself and exactly. tell yourself this is who I am. This is, this is who I am. I always defined myself by what I did, but I was like, Millions and millions of people who define themselves by what they did were yeah. losing their homes, yeah. uh, were defaulting on their mortgages, were losing their jobs. Yeah. Um, yo, America, it was things that fall apart right. in America. It yeah. was things fall apart. It's, it's why Obama was such an attractive option. Yeah. How messed up America was at the point. So I was seeing all this mm-hmm. and I fell back on acting again. I really like that because you were just like, so this advertising is not working. It's no, not working. Let's, let's go with this other one. Now, just to make, even if it's $20 a week. I will do it. What, let's, let's see what you can do. I want to know about coming back home to Kenya. Was that an active decision? Was it an acting job maybe that brought you back? No, what was it? It wasn't an active decision. Okay. It wasn't an acting job. It was my visa running out. Oh. And not wanting to walk around being illegal. Yes. Um, 
my 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 visa to travel back and um if the uk like <laughs> like for real like for real like screw it's, them it's it's a uk and, and even the schengen visa we were having a conversation oh, about yeah? this the other day oh, oh. I yeah I I know I know I know Nightmare. I I personally know someone who was denied their their Schengen Night- visa it, even when you was. get it you're just like but did I have to go through all these yeah yeah so so I'll tell you this my flight back to Kenya was passing through Heathrow okay to sit in Heathrow in the airport for 11 hours on transit I needed a visa <gasps> what oh, nonsense is that my you need God. a UK visa to and I'm not going to leave the airport. the airport you're not going to leave the airport just to sit in the airport so is that still a thing I don't know I would not be surprised. Yeah. With the way things are going in the UK, I yeah. think it probably very much still <laughs> is. But because of a, 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 a applying for an American visa in the US is hard. Yeah. Um, there's always a backlog. So there was a backlog and I had to stay in America for three more weeks. And I was pretty much out of status for three weeks. Right. And I remember walking and I saw a dude um, in his car take a, 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 a wrong turn. Oh. Um, onto a one-way street by mistake. Right. We 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 cops Nene Sirens the, he was need then then and I was like this could be me I yeah. could be crossing the road a funny way yeah. I could be near something and then we and we then we they we find out you're and illegal and then they realize I'm illegal and now that's going to be an issue I was like I can't be living like this behind my back yet there's millions of Kenyans who are yeah okay let me just Willing say hundreds of risk. thousands <laughs> who are who are doing that in places around the world yeah I didn't want to be that guy so I came back home okay but I came back home when Kenya was going through a creative resurgence. It oh. felt like 2000, it felt like 19, 1997. Okay. Was a very important time in Kenya's history. Mm. It's the first uh, artistic history. It's the first time we had music that was Kenyan. Came from Kenya. That was pop that people loved. And right. would play in the club. Um, Tafsir he, akina akala mashaka came out then. Yes, um, my mom made nameless, me listen to these people. Nameless, 1978 had done <laughs> Mega Rider. Yes. Um, there was a song called Four in One by a guy called Ndalin P. Hey, that's what I don't even know. Let me don't not worry. lie. Don't worry, it's fine. It's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> there was a guy called Poxy Pressure had released a song called uh, Total Bala. These were all songs. I know the song. Yes. I would never have told you the name of the person. Poxy Pressure. <laughs> um 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 Hardstone had released a song called Ohiki. Another one I don't know. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> What I'm saying is all of these people who you might never have heard of. Yeah. Sheila Mwanyiga doing a song called Oh Sheila Mapenzitele. Yes. All of these people were releasing music that was coming out of pretty much one studio. And for the necessary noise came out later on afterwards mm-hmm. with an entire album, not just songs, an entire album. Shout out to you, Nazizi. Shout out to Nazizi. And Uwere. And Bamzigi at the time entered Josiah. So all of this stuff was happening in 97. Yeah. 98. 96, 97, 98. Yes. And re- remember um, our 82 bonds. Oh yeah, are the ones are now. Are the ones who are now starting to find their way into yes, the... Yes, you're like in uni or just coming out of yes. uni. Now, uh, wait, the, the 82 bonds were still in high school. But they were the ones well, yeah, that were going years. to start becoming uh, the people that would become the cornerstone of music. Right. So, so just a band, remember, 82. Yes. Uh, Issa, uh, K-Rapt, oh, yeah. Big Pin. All of these guys were pretty much, Monsioka, all of them were pretty much from the same yeah. two, three year If we didn't have window. a proper DJs and Kina Nameless and yeah. whoever, we wouldn't be where we are now. 
so these were the older guys realizing these young guys have something. Right. They don't have their peers didn't want to get into music. Okay. But the younger people were didn't have the it. same vicuazos that the peers did. So yes. they were putting a lot into them. Which Studio makes sense time. because their managers are that age group, their producers yes. are that age group. Exactly. Exactly. So that uh, uh, 2006 2007 2008. Mhm. Actually, to 2007 going all the way to 2010. Yes. Kenya, when it came to film and television and music, was going through a second resurgence. Mm. So at this point, this little-known group of Upper Hill boys called Saudi Soul yeah. released Lazizi. Yes. I had Lazizi because it was forwarded to me on email. Someone sent me an MP3 of Lazizi and Wera saying, this is what people are making back in Kenya. Wow. They hadn't had their music on Apple Music yet. Yeah. Yeah, it was on Apple Music. So you had you forwarded music by email. Also, Apple Music back then was called iTunes. It was called iTunes. Sorry. No, I'm not, have, no, I'm, I'm just talking have, to Gen yes, Z to and Gen people. Alpha who have no idea what yes. we're talking about. You you bought you bought MP3s on your on your iTunes. Yes. And, and then you put it on your iPod. Yes. Or <laughs> was, we no, had no torrents. Like oh, I had, had so much illegally downloaded Please music on what, my MP3 what, player. What, what, what did you use? Kaza. I LimeWire. 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 Yeah. Napster? Yes. Yes. People don't know what we're talking <laughs> They about. They don't know what to say. So, there was peer-to-peer sharing of music. Yeah. Or you forwarded music on email. Yeah. And now there was a resurgence. It was like we had not had ourselves like that. Modoni Drama Queen. Yes. Della. Um, uh, just a band, as I've said. It was such an incredible time, actually. Um, and then the people now that followed them, they were now starting to come out as well. Modoni Drama Queen was now forming blankets and wine. Yeah, I was in high school and my parents said I could go to a blanket. Oh, I was wow. like, that's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. <gasps> and then I got to blankets and I realized there was tags for adults and tags for children. Ah, and you came the through then. Tag. And I was like, mm, might as well even just come with mom. <laughs> to stop you guys, because you guys were drinking and Probably going crazy. Probably wanting to experiment. Yeah, you're a teenager. So, you're uh, like, that was not experimentation. That was death. <laughs> You, it's like kids were trying to kill themselves. It was, you know the number of times you'd be walking away and you'd see kids A small child. Out. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And then the fight. We fights. were that generation actually. Oh, and the fight. Oh, the uh, fight. Y'all were a lot, man. I remember <laughs> one of like my first boyfriends, he would always fight, fight, fight. And I just used to put my hands out like this. Because he would put his blazer. And also we were that generation where we would go out in office outfits. Do you guys remember that? We would go out in blazers <laughs> and we thought it was so cool. What? Yeah. <laughs> and so I would put out my hands and he'd put his blazer and put his shirt and do the fight and win. And he'd always fight like with his brothers. Then he'd come back and pick up his things, wear them and we'd continue with the party. That sentence. Yeah. That, those, that group it of was a very is, short so relationship crazy. and I am glad that. You yeah. started that with one of my... <laughs> one of my earliest boyfriends. That, that's how you started the sentence. Yes. Then it went to like to fight. Yeah. You became a living coat hanger. Yes. But I'm glad that I did that then because now mm, violence around me, we're not doing it okay. at all. Yeah. It's not happening. God is in the details. Exactly. You were exposed to what you did not want. You're like, this is the wrong path. Wrong path, wrong path. <laughs> Especially when you're like on the side of the supporter of the person who's doing who's, the beating. Yeah. The violence. And we would continue. The party would continue. Like, I love it when so they much. say that there's a part of your brain that's not working at that age, yeah. absolutely okay. true. You agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Are you joking? Today could never be me. I would call the cops on you. What are you saying? No. Oh, I love it so much. 
Oh man, I hope someone is interviewing you. That would be very interesting. We I volunteer. Do we should do it. Yeah, I honestly, we can talk forever. I so we'll just I, I will. I'll, I'll ask you all the questions. I'll, I'll just give me your bio. Let's <laughs> let's have a pre-conversation for like an hour. I'll, I'll get all the points down. Then I'll be like, so I'm dead. <laughs> so during this resurgence in Kenya, you come back. I come back at this point, and you which get was involved in changes. I, I oh this, this changes came a little later. shortly afterwards. Okay. The, the thing, there's one more thing that I forgot to say that was really happening that was special. Uh-huh. Was cinema, film. Oh. In 2004-2005, a movie came out called Dangerous Affair. <gasps> what? <laughs> you know that's something that had just been erased from my mind forever and you said it and I'm like there's even been a reaction Nuku. Yes. Dangerous affair. I Dangerous remember my affair. mom specifically telling me you cannot watch this. I watched it. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. But I think probably 2 years later or something. So that means that you had access to it. I see it was on a CD, likely, I think, probably a, legally burned or something. I, I don't know. I, or we I, bought it. You, I don't I, know. I I cuz I, I remember you very likely bought it on VHS. Oh, yeah. You had the video cassette at home. That because makes sense. we did as well. And Something very important happened in the in the in the industry. First, there was a a a, 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 um, a, a fictional film. It was not a documentary. Yeah. A fiction film, written, shot that had no NGO message, no NGO money. Yeah, it wasn't about AIDS. It wasn't about rural urban food, migration. Yeah. It wasn't about food, food insecurity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't about um, uh, water. Anything. Yeah, it wasn't War, about Bilhazia. Like, you know. <laughs> It wasn't about that at all. Cholera is killing us Cholera. all. Cholera. It wasn't yeah. about that. It yeah. was about it was about urban Nairobi and urban people navigating relationships in Nairobi. Yeah. And it was a sensation. Now oh, yes. it wasn't perfect. No, it wasn't. Oh my god, but people the were production obsessed. values were not that high. Mm. It was done on a budget. Mm. The story you'd say by today's standards. The value of that story is not entirely in its finesse. Yes. It's it's now a stamp in history of who young people were at that point. True. But this film came out. And Judy Kibinge, uh, the director, mm-hmm. who's still very much uh, a living, breathing, working film person. Wow. Um, um, was the director. And the, 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 the producer was called Njeri Karago. Okay. And they joined forces. Also two women. Njeri, what? Two women. Two women. Amazing. Oh, the... The industry rests on the backs of women. Right. I promise you. I'm so happy you said so, that. Um, we're just going to cut that. That's going to be the little <laughs> social media clip right there. No, Njeri Karago and, and, and Judy Kibinge at that point, and I'll mention a few other women um, as we as we continue. They they, they released this movie and Njeri had the, the, the foresight to even think of a distribution channel. And so they did two things. One, they put this video or this, this film on VHS. Yes. And this VHS was on sale at convenience stores in Nairobi, across Nairobi, uh, at Shell, at the convenience that's stores. That's probably where we bought it. Yes, very likely. Because yeah. you are like, da, 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 da. Ah, I'll also get that. Yeah. And it's a video cassette. It had uh, Sarah Mwehaki, uh, Nini Washera, and the gentleman whose name I can't remember, Dangerous Affair on the cover. Yes. And it was like a Kenyan film. I just remember Nini Washera. Yes. And she still does that face. She did it in Country Queen and I was like, oh. And you remember. <laughs> yeah. You remember. So, 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 the, the, that, that, the, the seeds of what would become a really robust film industry. Yeah. That was part of it. Right. Dangerous Affair was part of it. Um, by the time I was coming back, mm-hmm. a show called MTV Sugar. Yeah. Had, 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 had been shot. And the trailer was released on YouTube. And remember, this is 2008, 2009. YouTube wow. is still not the big, yeah. huge 
thing it is. It was huge, but not what it is now. Yeah. And I remember being in the apartment in Philadelphia. I'm living in Philadelphia now. I moved mm-hmm. to Philadelphia. That's where I was acting from. And I saw that trailer. And I was like, I need to go home. I need to go home. This right is away. happening. Why am I here? Why am I, I need here? Need to be there. Just a band is releasing their first album. Modoni Drama Queen, who I knew from before because she was uh, in the, on the fringes of the acting scene. Had okay. Kind of wanted to get into that, but didn't. Okay. Then got into music. She was releasing music now, and she was doing this whole blankets and wine thing. And I was like, I need to go home. There's something special happening there. Mm. So by the time I was coming back, uh, Just a Band's uh, first album had been out for about a year and a half. Oh wow! Yeah. And no, about a year, I, I know, I'd say half a year to a year. And um, I, I was coming back to Kenya in September of 2009. And by that point, Wanuri Kahio had released a short film called Pumzi. Do I even know that film? Oh, it's, look for it. You can find it. Yeah. It was distributed, I believe, by Focus Features. Okay. Oh yeah, like international distribution. It's, it was huge. So Wanuri, ma, just. Yeah, no, yeah. Wanuri, Wanuri is a big deal. She's, yes, Wanuri is a big deal. deal. Another filmmaker called Hawa Esuman had just made a film called Soul Boy. Under I think a I've certain, heard that title, but I've never it's watched It's on Netflix. It. Okay. Go look for Soul Boy. Um, and it was under this umbrella of filmmaking called One Fine Day Films. Mm. That would then go on to make a film that you might have heard of, little known film <laughs> called Nairobi Half-Life. Yes, just um, perhaps. Just, you might, if you, if, you, if you haven't heard of it, I don't blame you. It's small, <laughs> small, small independent, low budget movie. Anyway, so um, I was coming back into this. And and I was like immediately, um, I have seen that the acting thing is not working, yeah. uh, the, the advertising thing is not working. Yeah. I want to balance them now. That's so cool because it means like your biggest inspiration was fellow Kenyans, your own age. Absolutely. Doing stuff and you were just like, why am I here? The reason why Skika is important in the work of Skika mm-hmm. is artists are born, if an artist is being born, yeah, the midwives yeah. are artists. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Artistry is born by the artists that go before. True. We're the ones that open the birth canal yeah, for yeah. the artists to come out. Yeah, because you're, it's coming from somewhere. It's or you have from to somewhere. see somebody do something and you go, I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. Or it might awaken something. I don't want to do exactly that. But if they can do that, then I can do this. Yes, it's exactly. It's very right. organically that yeah. way. So yeah. all of these waves of Kenyan artistry, the ripples were finding me in America. Thank God for technology. Yeah. Thank God for iTunes and YouTube. And I was like, I need to go back. Yeah. And I came back. There's a lot to tell. <laughs> um, again, I appreciate the platform. Thanks to Samantha Ware. Miss Ware for allowing this to happen. Yeah. Because um, we can only talk about artistry. I can have 50 artistic conversations yeah. from a different point of view. This That's one is true. very specific yeah. to people who are coming up. Yes. And... And I always need to, I feel I always need to reassure people that where you're at is fine. Yes. Where you are on the journey sucks. That's fine. But you're still part of, uh, the graph, the graph can't be this. If the graph is like this, at one point you'll be here. I might yeah. be talking to you and you're here. Yeah. Or I might even worse be talking to you and you're here. Right. <laughs> and you're still on the descent. Yes. But please, you need to trust that it is. All part the, of the process. The, exactly. Okay. I, I did not use those words because I, I feel like kind of... They used a lot. They used a lot. I, yeah. I want to put it a different way. If you've listened to the Desiderata... Okay. No doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Okay, yeah. I think as that's a great should. way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Look at it that way. It'll color everything. Everything a different color. So 
I come back and I've come back. I don't have money to my name. I, yes. I kind of pretty much have failed. Yeah. In the US. Yeah. Um, I didn't find a job. I didn't. I have my piece of paper. I have my degree. Yeah, you got but your degree. I didn't get there. I wanted to be a New Yorker. I wanted to work in advertising. I really wanted to make something of myself. In fact, the plan was I would leave my advertising job, hop on the subway, and go to an acting class or an improv class after hours. Ah. I wanted to do that stuff. So your plan was, um, if I'm coming back to Kenya, it's for holiday, to tell people about my cool job in America and go back and Precisely. do it. I was going to be that summer bunny <laughs> using old slang, you yes. know? And saying, I imagine, yeah, but this water is not, it's I, not you a, know, it's not. You mm. guys don't serve tap? Oh, it's yeah. bad. Mm. <laughs> Ox. <laughs> I was talking to someone about that just two days ago about really? tap water about in Nairobi. Tap. It's a yeah. whole conversation. We will, we will discuss it after. It's a whole thing, Oh, guys. gosh. Yeah, so I come back and I, I come back in September and six months later, Mark Mende comes out. <laughs> Shout out to K1. Yes. I used to see him at social events and just say, Mark Mende, And now I'm just like, I feel like and he's I, a friend and I can't even not, bother him like that anymore. You're on first name basis. It's wonderful. Hi, how are you? At this point, I went from being outside of it to inside of it because now I was in the video. Right. And I was part of this viral sensation that was going global. First Kenyan viral thing ever. Exactly. Actually. And then that was in April of 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got into a job. It okay. was a job that I hated very much. Oh, no. I'll be honest with it. It drove me into clinical depression. Oh. I was in very bad mental health. Yeah, bad uh, shape. Very bad shape. Did you get a job for financial purposes? Like, so Absolutely. I can eat? Because the acting is... Absolutely. You've mentioned it's like once a year. <laughs> you had something in 2009. Then you have something else in April 2010. Then oh, there you in go. Okay. 2011. I didn't some, see it that way. Yeah. So it makes yeah. sense. So I, I, I did still want to work in advertising. Okay. I wanted to work in advertising in a, in a way that I could call shots. Yeah. And I was still very passionate about creativity. Right. And I wanted to come back and really bolster with what I'd learned in the US, mm-hmm. uh, how you can really make creativity good. I, I, I joined the advertising scene in 2003. Um, and, and that was the last, 2003 was the kind of the, like the, the, the glory years mm. were now beginning their ending. Because uh, I worked at Ogilvy just no as WPP was buying it. Yeah, when the merge happened globally. Oh. I had the little Ogilvy, the David Ogilvy book. Yeah. And I remember there was one time, I won't mention his name, <laughs> but he came to like talk to everybody at Ogilvy and like appease them or I whatever. Know who yeah. About. <laughs> and I, th- I came home and I read that book and I just felt so sad because it was like a goodbye to. Everything, to to David Ogilvy, yeah, with yeah, his strategy about. and his plans and how we were meant to do things. And I was in PR, but still, it was just like, hey. Um, hey. I worked at Ogilvy. Uh, PR was was a tiny PR group. PR was a yeah, tiny office. Uh, we we worked at a house called Longonot. Longonot. Mm-hmm. The house. Yeah. And 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 PR was given the SQ. <laughs> Makes sense. It was given like the extension, the extension of the house. It was very small. Very and accurate. then we watched Ogilvy PR grow. But I, I worked at Ogilvy in the last of the glory years. We oh. made, we made uh, a campaign for TB called TB Natiba. I watched my desk mates make Nimechil. Oh, wow. I watched that campaign being made. Oh, nice. It was, it was wonderful. Then later on, me and KJ, who's now an MP, I was a politician, uh, made, um, um, adapted a campaign from Ogilvy in New York for Fanta called Bambucha and, 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 and localized it for East Africa. 
This is so we cool were there because in we referenced Bambuta on, an, on another episode of oh, this no podcast. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> 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 I, was the, I was the copywriter on that campaign. Oh, dope. Yeah, so you we wrote... Were, ah. I wrote the radio ads. We wrote the... We wrote the and, and radio was huge then. Radio was huge. Yeah. Everyone was listening to radio. Yeah. Uh, we did the copy for the billboards, but it was an adaptation. So the TV commercials were made out of New York. Uh, yeah, with the hair it. going yeah. big. And yeah, the, with those mm, guys eating life in a big spoon. Ah, dope. But localizing is... You have to take the nuances of your local culture yes. and then add the international and, and may still make it about youth culture. Yeah. So Bambucha was a huge success. Yes. Huge. Yes. Huge. Yes. I completely um, agree. I'm still grateful for that. So I came back when the glory years were pretty much done. Mm. And that's what kind of drove me into depression. I was so idealistic about what I could do. And I realized that I was quite powerless. Right. But it was in the midst of that that Nairobi Half-Life came. Ooh. I got the role on it and I showed up on set for the first day. And I can only compare that feeling of being in the vehicle, going to set for my first day of shooting, to being in the van, heading for Joseph and the amazing, oh, amazing technical nice. drink coach. Same feeling. Same feeling. It was All a feeling of, of magic, of... I'm surrounded by people with whom we're making cool things together. And I'm an actor. Yes. It was wonderful. And now you're like, I'm an actor. Like, if <laughs> I got the paperwork and everything. They're going to pay me at the end of this. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's for absolutely. real. It was for real. Did you guys know it was going to be the sensation that it yes. turned out to be? Oh, I love to it when people extent, know before. To some extent, we knew if this is making me excited, though it's making me excited, this is going to make people excited. Yeah. It's making us excited. Yeah. What we did not know was once we handed it over and it became not ours. Yes, yes. From the night of the premiere. Now we, we knew this thing was special. Right. We just didn't know how much. Yeah. Um, the word of mouth from the premiere night was so vocal, so loud on social media. Word of, and I mean word of mouth. People yeah. telling other people, people yes. texting other people and yeah. saying, yo, yo, yo. You need to watch yo, this. Yeah. Um, it was largely cast and crew in the rooms and, uh, and, and uh, we, we premiered in two cinemas at Westgate. Okay. And by the afternoon of the next day, anywhere where Nairobi Half-Life was, 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 was screening. It was sold, was sold out. out. Yeah. People were buying tickets and buying tickets and buying tickets and buying and buying and wow. buying and buying. Then, of course, as these things happen, uh, a copy showed up on Torrance. Yeah. And then now... It was when everywhere. It was on Torrance now. It was everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. The first time I watched it, I watched it on a laptop and I know for sure that was not. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to do a little poll. Um, let me do it right here, actually. Um, for this, those watching, there's about yeah. two, four, yeah. six people here, <laughs> counting myself, counting our wonderful host. How many people watch Nairobi Half Life? Hands up. Okay. You have not watched Nairobi Half Life. Wow. Oh. You, this is the first time. First yeah. time. So. What? Dead. Your dad's is, favorite movie. And you haven't watched it. <laughs> no, me, I'm still at it. Your dad's favorite movie. Imagine. Okay, okay we are, we are people's awesome. father's favorite Imagine. movie. <laughs> okay, so five out of six. How many of you watched it at a cinema? Hands up. See, no hands. Okay, oh, one you hand. you watched it at a cinema. One hand. And she's the, the, the production person. <laughs> Thank you. And that's it. Um, if, if the, a fraction of people watched it at the cinema. Yeah. It spread out and became... This thing that was on on torrent sites, yeah, and then on uh, on DVDs. Yes. Ironically enough, on the day we were launching the official DVD of Nairobi Half Life, 
uh, me and uh, Oti, God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Babu, who played Moas, Polo Gola, uh, um, who played Mose, and uh, Anthony Toshitungu, who played Waf. We were outside and, and Tosh, no, Tosh was with us earlier, but he, he left. Uh, we were at, we were doing an activation at, okay. at Nakumat Lifestyle. Okay. Do you remember Nakumat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Lifestyle, Nakumat Mega. Oh, okay. Um, and, and, uh, we were there. If someone bought a DVD, uh, we'd sign it for them oh, and take nice. pictures. It was uh-huh. wonderful. Yeah. We had really, and we, and then each of us had a DVD and it was cool. Then as we were in the parking lot catching up with each other, one of these DVD sellers comes and sells us <laughs> Nairobi Half Life. And he says, Namonei, eh, cinema, cinema, Kenya, cinema, Nairobi, Nairobi Half Life. E, e. <laughs> Well, boy, and we're like, and we're like, brother, <laughs> oh yeah, brother. Just, just look a little longer. And just then I was like, I said, DVD, to angalia sasa. Nini, 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 nini. He didn't understand where we were trying to go. Oti got so pissed. Uh, he got so pissed. He got so pissed. He grabbed his, his DVD and snapped it in half. And said, try selling us this DVD now. Now. And this dude was like, sani nini, sani nini. Then he suddenly, I think it came to him. He's like, you guys must have something to do Wait. either with this movie or your gava. Yeah, yeah. You guys are I plain clothes. I want you kanjo. I want plain clothes. I'm a yeah. flying squad. I'm a whatever. Yeah. He just walked away. And we're like, the irony that we, the cast of Nairobi Half-Life, just <laughs> got sold, sold to. a DVD of Nairobi Half-Life at the launch of the official outside, DVD outside, of the Nairobi in the Half-Life. Inje too, just out yeah. there afterwards. So that's, that's the hilarious. specialness of that film. Oh my God. Word of mouth, 100% true. The first person yeah. that I heard about the movie from was my cousin. We went for those family meetings where you go to different houses and he was like, Susan, have you watched this movie? And he was like, I have it on my laptop. We're going, we're watching it now. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys were doing lunch and makelele and we were in the other room watching. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I watched it. a family it. gathering. And then I watched it again now on Netflix. I was like, hey, it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you listening, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And many other films that you're going to hear us talk about are also on Netflix. Yeah. But that was an insane, insane, insane thing to happen. And it was, I don't know, like, it's still so significant. And I think a big thing about the word of mouthness and the reason that the film was so big, it's also because it was men, a man's story and men's stories. I have never seen it that way. Really? No, I haven't. I mean, I knew that it was a largely men's story because yeah. when you show up to the audition, yeah. it was largely dudes. Yeah. The girls were like, who, you, who are you reading for? The guys are like, who are you reading for? I'm reading for Cedric, which is my... my yes. my You're reading for OT. You're reading for, you know, Waf. You're reading for yeah. so-and-so. Yeah. And then the girls is like, who are you reading for? Woman screaming in the street. Yes. <laughs> so... I think that's why it was so big because I don't think men yeah. had anything that was theirs. And then so many Kenyan men have that story. You did come from rural. Yeah. You did come to Nairobi. Yeah. You were shown dust yeah. by this city. And then you figured then, it out yeah. eventually. So yeah. it's it's very like relevant. Yeah. And I think that's why True. a lot of people really connected with it. Yeah, yeah. I want us to jump over because with Gambi, we'll never ever finish. Huh? So we, we can you, even put a hard stop. I come back for season. You two. come back for season two. I'm not two. saying the hard stop is here. We just say to fike hapa alafu. I come back for season two. It's because we've talked so much about your acting. Yeah. But there's writing and directing, and um, I think the writing is what is really special. Because I think if you love acting, then you probably are like, well. Maybe I would have done it like this if I was the director, but it's fine. So you eventually decide, let me let me try this out, and you can, you know, fall in love with one over the other. Yeah. But writing is not, I don't think it's something everybody can do. 
<laughs> Maybe that's just my opinion. I don't know. But I wanted to know um, <laughs> stories from the mall. Because oh. um, there was a, a terrorist attack here in Nairobi, Kenya um, in 2013 um, at a mall called Westgate. And when I heard about stories um, from the mall, I, I actually want to say thank you. Because oh. I was so bothered that as a country, there was no memorial. Oh. There was no place you could go like to see all the names of yeah. the people we lost at Westgate. It still bothers me, by the way, up till today that we haven't done that. I was really happy that we did it for the university because we lost so many students and they decided to do a memorial space for that. But for Westgate, which, dude, it changed everything about Nairobi. You get searched every single building you're entering, your bag, your pockets, your car, you have to open your boots, you have to open your doors. And all of this started after Westgate. Even us sharing, you know, the warnings um, even like, yeah, yeah, even like, um, our, our DCI, our, our, our spies and our security officers, Kenya became so much better. And we even had Israelis come in to train people. And I just, I just didn't understand why we've never done something to always remember what happened at Westgate. Like it was rebuilt, which is great, but there was no, there's still no space for that. And I feel like stories from the mall was the only thing other than the families who have memorial for their people that like looked back at it and, you know, That's I, wonderful. I don't know, pointed that moment out in history. So That's thank beautiful. you. That's beautiful. Um, thank you so much. I'll, I felt the exact same way as you did. Really? Um, I think everyone remembers where they were. I think the date was September 21st, 2013. Yeah. Everyone remembers where they were when they heard that something bad is happening. Yeah. I was at home. I was on a project called <clears throat> um, Safaricom Life. Oh. I was um, a deputy director. Okay. Um, myself and a gentleman called Kanji Mbogwa were directing the show. Mm -hmm. uh, Safaricom Life was a huge show. Yeah. You had five of the biggest artists at the time, and, and they would put on a concert that lasted about four hours. Yeah. And we had to choreograph, I mean, to direct the artistic vision for the entire thing. Right. It was a lot of work. Yeah. And we were really looking forward to that Saturday because the show was finally coming to Nairobi. Mm -hmm. We'd put it on in Eldoret, in Meru, in Machakos, and Kisumu. And it was now coming to Nairobi. Um, it was going to be happening at Safari 7s. Okay. Because Safari 7s, Saturday night is a big concert night. Yes. And the concert was going to be these guys. So we'd done it a bunch of times. It had become like muscle memory now. But now we were like, now we're doing it for the Nairobi people. Yes. And we're doing it at this huge uh, rugby event that is happening at, um, at, uh, at, at, at Kasarani. So the audience was, was even going to be bigger than oh, all the others the biggest, for sure. Yeah, yeah, the biggest that we'd ever had. It was huge. And we did have some large audiences in these places. Mm -hmm. So I was at home just chilling, just preparing. And um, we were going to be meeting at Safari Park um, at the lobby. And then all of us were going to take transportation into Kasarani because we couldn't all be going there solo because we'd all get lost and just be a logistical nightmare. Yeah. And the, night, and the lunchtime news comes on and the Westgate story interrupted the 
it interrupted the news. It wasn't breaking news. Yeah, it was this just in. Yeah, because they they went in just before two p.m. or something. Was it? Yeah. 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 I remember it was like no, I think it was think like it was 12 like noon 12. going to 1. Yeah. yeah. It was. So, yeah, cuz I remember so. thinking if they had gone late in the afternoon it would have been worse. Yeah. 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 Wild. So um I, re- I remember Victoria Rubadiri was saying reports reaching us right now say that there are gunmen who are now at Westgate Mall. Mm. There's a robbery going on. Oh yeah, that's what they yeah. must have thought at first. Yes. There's a robbery and there's some gunfire. I will Share more as we go along. Yeah. I went back to other stories, but more news just kept coming in. Yeah. So every one, two minutes, we have now received reports that the, poli- the people, uh, the, the armed men are shooting indiscriminately. Yes. It's not a robbery. Yes. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my God. What are you even what saying? What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? We all know how it went. By about the afternoon of that day, we knew what was happening. Yeah. That there was a terrorist attack going on and people are shooting indiscriminately at innocent shoppers. Yeah. They also had grenades. Yeah. And they were killing children. Yeah. There was a whole children's event on the rooftop that day. Yeah. They were killing children. Yeah. And I remember I said, this is crazy. This is bad. Yeah. So we got on our WhatsApp group, um, as the, uh, as the organizers, you know, was it, was the WhatsApp groups? I think I can't remember how it was in 2013. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I remember we said, um, client, uh, someone said, client has said that we're, we're moving on. Everything oh. is continuing. The show, will still, the show <gasps> will still go on. Oh my God. And I said, what? What? And I reached out to the guy who of course is not the guy making the decisions. I yeah. called and I asked, are you serious? Do you know what's going on? He says, I know what's going on. We all know what's going on. But client has said, we keep going. Anyway, so I remember I was carrying such a grudge when I was driving to Safari Park. I was, I was carrying such a grudge. I was carrying such a grudge. I was like, what heartlessness is this? This is corporate interests now. Mm. What on earth is going on? Mm. I, I, I'm so angry. Yeah. I remember driving past... Westgate, by this point, it had been cordoned off. Yeah. You could only see. And, yeah, the whole and road. Could, you could still one. hear gunshots. And I remember hearing gunshots. And I lived in Kabete. So you had to drive Lower Kabete. So I had to yeah, drive. Yeah, through Westy. Through, and then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through Westy to get to Thika Road now to go. And I remember driving by Nini and starting to tear up. And I was like, why is our country going through all of this? Yeah. Why? Why, why should innocent people who are just shopping be killed. Exactly. What's going on? On a normal Saturday, minding on a your normal business. Saturday, you just, and I think by this point, I think some CCTV footage had been released of people running and taking cover. And remember, this is, this is Twitter, the era of Twitter. So yeah. people are tweeting. Yeah. I remember I had, um, I was in the UK. I had just oh, must have been tough. flown in and I remember seeing, shout out to you, Mohit. Um, they were going to go to Westgate. So they were just driving past the stairs. Um, and oh, I think no. his dad was even going to drop him with his bro, then go park. Oh, my God. And thank God, this, it's, hor- it's a horrible story, but thank God, they heard the gunshots. So the dad just sped past. And oh. he, I don't, we were so young at the time. We were first years, I think, or no, second, second years. Um, and he just went on Facebook and typed 
what had happened. And I remember that's the first thing I saw because I'd opened my laptop, I'd refreshed, and then I went on Facebook and I saw that and I was like, what? And then the way you said Twitter, um, shout out to Pfizer. She's actually so awesome um, in the music world. She does A&R. She was at Art Cafe and I think she went live on Twitter or live on whichever had a live version or she was just recording because they were all hiding and they were like under the tables and yeah. going hiding under the bars. Yeah. I think maybe it was a recording and she posted it. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, this is real. It's happening. And I called because yeah. I was like, my dad or my mom or my brothers, we always go to Westgate. It was so close to home. We were on Lokabete Road. So yeah, 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 it was yeah. always a place we would go and my dad would even do his banking and everything yeah. there. And you know, Saturdays, the banks are closing just before noon. Yeah. So I knew he's probably in the mall. Oh, so I called and I'm like, are you guys at Westgate? Like my mom is not hearing me. I'm screaming. I'm like, are you at Westgate? Don't go to Westgate. Call anyone that you know. Like yeah. every, oh, that was tough. it was Horrible. But I think communication was huge. Communication, we we realized. Yeah, KOT and all those things. It really helped. Yeah, it did. Because they were even the ones that were letting even um, the police and everyone know where people were and where they were hiding to be able to get them out of the mall. But very traumatizing. It was also traumatizing because of how the government dealt with it. Yeah. Because they almost immediately, we saw how Uhuru's, and I, I'm not ashamed to say it here, Uhuru's mm. PR machinery was an evil thing. Um, they really knew how to hijack stories to turn them around a certain way. And, and, and Olelenku, two middle fingers to him, <laughs> who was our interior or internal security minister yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah. bungled it. Yeah. Bungled it completely. There was and Kenyans who owned weapons, private yes. Kenyans, and they did they the most rallied. saving. Yeah, they, they did the most saving. KDF could couldn't do shit. The police officers, the police service couldn't. They were too scared. They were terrified, and, and they and weren't well equipped or well trained enough. Well exactly. Yeah. So, and you remember, Reiki Squad started a fight with KDF inside. Oh my god! They I started forgot fighting about each other, that. and and one person got killed. <laughs> it was stupid. I forgot about that. There was that. like a bum rush to, to we, 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 Reiki can't take it. We can't take that knee. We'll take it. We'll do it KDF style. And KDF is such and destroy. But Reiki is made for this kind of thing. But Can there's I so ask, much confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask, when you were doing stories of the mall, was there like points where you were like, no guys, we can't, we can't release I'll, this. I'll come to that just now. I was driving to Safari Park. We get to Safari Park and the director, Kanji, I remember asking him, dude, you were in a position where you could fight for us not to do this. I wanted that. I had the speech. I wanted to be like, dude, as a director, you should have put your foot down and said, no, no, no. We're no. not even coming. We can't do this. With no. And I wish you had said, no, we're not doing this. Then I went to him and I'm like, Kanji, what are we doing here? And I was about to begin. And he said, you won't believe the kind of two hours I've just had. Oh, and I'm like, because he had fought like hell. So no, actually his brother and his nephew and his two nieces were in Westgate. They were at the cooking thing his brother and his two nieces. And he described in grotesque detail what was going on inside there. <sighs> now, if you remember what, was, anyway, why stories of the mall are so important for me is we had no idea what was going on inside. Yeah. And government resorted to spin. Instead of telling us this is what's happening, <sighs> they resorted to spin for national security reasons. And that's why I was like, Uhuru's PR machine, I, I can never forgive you for that. Olelenku, I'll never forgive you. This was Uhuru's first true test as a president. Yeah. And he bungled it. He bungled it. Yeah. And I'm like, you bungled it even in the way that I would never bungle it, you know? So, he said that my nieces saw the gunman and they watched people 
they watched people um they they saw it they they, they saw the they, they they saw the guys going up to people and asking what's Muhammad's mother's name yes say this prayer yes and they saw it and she and they said that he even saw a a, a grenade being held next to them and for some reason this picture actually made it onto the press oh and and detonated uh, the 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 pin was out but it didn't explode next to his daughters it was so bad so i'm looking at kanji and i'm like oh my god okay i can't tell you anything yeah now. he didn't even he was on autopilot yeah. i don't even think I'm he like, knew where how? he was or what yeah. was happening yeah this was, this couldn't be your call to make yeah so we gathered our wits we gathered our wits and all of us together we gathered our wits we even joined hands we said prayers we said prayers and then we got into the branded safaricom live van and made our way to kasarani and when we went into kasarani you'd never have known that a terrorist attack was happening none of those on people was the on their phones on social media they were living they the were watching is, rugby and they chanting they totally were they totally were everyone was on their phones everyone knew what was happening oh. but there was this rage that kind of got transformed into partying So right. you got in there and helplessness and you felt, because you yeah, can't drive to West Gate and, and help anything yeah. you don't know what to do True 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 you can't everyone felt so helpless it became almost rageful vengeful partying people got drunk they got thing you felt like it fe- the energy was nothing like what the dress rehearsal was like the day before Yeah we were like this is strange it felt like mad max it felt right. like thunderdome it felt like you know <laughs> and i was like i get it i understand yeah we're angry we're helpless we don't know what's happening yeah we're not being told anything about it and there's still people in there dying yeah i remember at that point i was like whatever i can do to mem- memorialize this thing i will and so a year later in september 20 october of 2014 uh a year later we put on stories of Ale, oh, stories from the mall Stories from the Mall was a selection of it was a staged reading. Yeah. It was a selection of uh blog posts, um think pieces, uh poems about the events that happened at the mall. Yeah. They all came from a place of not being able to understand how it happened, why yeah. it happened. Yeah. They came from a place of such sadness and processing and they all came from a need to have people remember. So yeah. I said we're doing stories from the mall so that we never ever forget what happened a year ago because up until that point there was never a memorial yeah. i can't believe there's not a memorial at, am, at Westgate i'm i'm actually very upset about it yeah. even not if we're going to do thing. it somewhere else in nairobi i don't understand why nothing. that's not a thing nothing and if you have any association to the ownership of the mall imagine there's enough space inside come to me i have construction guys we'll do it yeah it needs to be done Stories oh from the mall was one of the 20, most 2023 is 10 years. 10 years. I just realized. Yeah. It's going to be 10 years. Yeah. In, 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 it's happened actually. Has it? No, no, no. It's in how many This days? Month, it's 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 in two weeks. <gasps> oh my god. It's in two weeks. It's Wait. in two weeks. There you go. Anyway, um for everybody that <sighs> yeah. lost somebody, this is obviously going to be triggering for you. Maybe we'll put a a trigger warning um or if you were there at the mall but yeah. we're glad that you're still with us today and for the people that we lost we're just so sorry that was completely unnecessary um but thank you thank you for what you did i thought that was oh, so incredible you. and thank you it's the first time i've been interviewed about it can you imagine since um there were a few interviews since 2014 there are a few interviews leading up to it we even yeah, did a bbc interview yeah. afterwards but it really doesn't come up in in interviews anymore 
the legacy of that show was very beautiful. Yeah. The we we had a few people show up and we we did it on a very low budget. We were making our money from the takings. We did it at the Michael Joseph Center, which mm-hmm. was free. Uh, Michael Joseph Center is still a free performance space. It's just very hard to get in now. Yeah. Um but um at the end of the show as a bit of a memorial we lit candles. Mm. We handed out flowers and we lit candles on both shows. And it's very funny you realize that when you have a candlelight vigil if you've ever been in one you realize that the wax from the candle is burning your hands. Yes. So people improvise uh little candle holders where they'll take a piece of paper and tear a hole in the middle and you know yeah. the wax will fall on yeah. that so tissue paper or whatever you yeah, have available. Yeah, tissue paper that kind of thing. So I thought about it and I was like, hey, um, I know a friend who likes to do craftsmanship. Mm. And she was in the mall when it happened. Uh, she was in the mall with her sister. There is an engaged talk about it, if you want to find it. Oh, I think I've watched this. Yeah, uh, Shaz Nderito yes. and her sister Aggie. Um, they, they talk about it. And Shaz, um, it was a good friend of mine, a dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, amazing interior designer. Uh, she really likes to work with her hands, comes up with creative solutions, you know, yeah. to make things look good. Um, she, she wanted to be involved, but she could not come for the show for obvious reasons. Yeah. And I think to this day, she still never had the chance, the strength to visit them all. No way. Oh, no, no, no. I understand it, that though. It was, in her account of the things that happened in there, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. So she made the little candle holders and they're in the shape of angels. And she put a poem, printed a poem about those that we lost being the angels watching over us or that, something of that sort. And we lit the candles at the end and there was a lot of tears and a lot of commiseration. But I remember the one thing that there was in huge supply was gratitude. It was the beauty of this very difficult work that we were putting together. Yeah. I, I had some amazing actors reading out these things. Uh, Brian Ogola, who'd end up on Lusala. Oh. Gamze Matela, uh, Mombi Kaigwa, Alea, Kasam, um, Akeke, I'm forgetting, uh, um, Nick Ndeda, um, if I've forgotten anyone, I, I apologize. Uh, but our show at, um, and, and the writers were many, including one boy called Imo. Oh. Um, and, and by virtue of the fact that she'd written something and that um, uh, Bob was there. Bob came and watched our show. Yo, nice. And, um, and I took pictures with him afterwards and he was really, really grateful. The writers were grateful. We, we had writing from a lot of stuff. It was, it was beautiful. Very, very beautiful. That was, that, that, I, I realized again the power of art for, for, for him. Yeah, in that moment. Yeah, and the catharsis that we all felt afterwards when he held flowers and lit candles. A few weeks later, I met one of the writers who couldn't come for the show. And at one point, we were just staring at each other and, and tearing up because she said, I never thought when I was writing this very thoughtful, this, that I was just writing from a place of pain. Yeah. She was at the supermarket the next day and someone was at a, at a, at a, at a counter and just leaned on the counter and started crying. And people came and surrounded her and quietly just let her cry. We really showed up as human beings. If you went to donate blood to Hurupak, and there was a blood bank, a blood in a tumor. Yeah. They ran over and above all the blood that they could ever need for the people wow. who were in hospital. And 
so many volunteers showed up to make sh- make sure that everyone who came to 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 donate blood was fed. Yeah, yeah. People came and donated so much food. It became like a production line of donations. There was a line of Damn. pickups and trucks and yeah. little small cars. There was even the tea ladies who were feeding the police at yeah. the mall because yes. it went on for so much longer it than it so should long. have. Yeah. A lot of these people went to the cordon d'or area and would leave food there for the forces. Yeah. I remember a civilian just removing a kasufuria with foil from her car. To feed us, the, the 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 volunteers. Yeah. Everyone showed up in such beautiful ways. I was like, we can't let this moment in history just pass. Let me try and address it in my own tiny little way by bringing some actors together, bringing some uh, writers together, yeah. looking for these works, and having my good friend uh, Wairimo Moora produce it uh, with my other friend Shiko, and we put on stories from the mall. No, it was amazing. I found out about it. Oh my gosh, I actually don't know how I found out about Stories of the Moor. That's very but interesting. while I was researching you again, obviously for this, I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm so happy that I get to say thank you for this because I thought it was so cool. Oh, wow. And I and I want to shout out um, Samantha Weir who's put this together because yeah. I think we were in the UK, her together with Syl and a bunch of other people who are part of the African Caribbean Society at London School of Economics who was also part of the larger University of London, a bunch of us Kenyans met and had a vigil uh-huh. um, in one of the parks and we lit candles and we had the Kenyan flag uh-huh. and people like just talked and like, it was, it was just weird. We went home, we felt so disconnected um, from what was happening. And like you're saying, there were so many stories. There was truth like on social media, but then Fake news I think has been a, has been a thing from back then. So yeah. from the first 24 hours, you weren't sure if what you were reading was what was actually happening or wasn't. Oh, yeah. um, and then I think the most horrible thing which you, you talked about, I think, on your website or on your blog, was even just how we treat black bodies and white bodies when it comes to violence. And how the media thinks it's okay. You've read that article. Yeah. <laughs> and how the media thinks it's okay ah. for us to show, oh. you know, dead black bodies or mutilated black bodies and how we never see mutilated white bodies. And you guys started war. You know, the Vikings, dude, they taught us everything we know about fighting. <laughs> Yet, um, there's this protection. Yeah. And, and yeah. even for us as black people in our own media houses, I don't even think people clock that you, you as a black person don't treat yourself as a full human because you will record that and you will publish it. You will take that picture and you will publish it. And if you were in a white country, you wouldn't publish. You, would you know what I mean? So it's like... You didn't take out your phone to record. Exactly. Yeah. Or even if you record, you'd delete or you'd never share. You'd never share it. Yeah. Because yeah. I think there's a part of recording now that we record before we even think. We just pull out our phones and record stuff. But... Thank you for doing that. And just thanks for being you. And we're not going to get a chance to talk about everything else, but we are going to get Mugambi again. I'm going to get him on my own platform. Skika's going to bring him back. This has to be done. Sure. Um, but I spoke to somebody about every brilliant thing and we can't break it down, but I want to give you the message that I got from that person, sure. which is they sent me a voice note and they said, um, every brilliant thing is a story about mental health and grieving and picking out the little things that make you happy. 
And what they said was that you would never be able to tell watching Mugambi do it, that it's not his story. And I thought that was a huge compliment for you as an actor, so I wanted to let you know. Thank you. And they said, tell him I say a big hello and that I love him so much. Oh. And it was Lindsay Obath uh, who said that. Uh, um, she was also like, Susan, how did you know I was at that show? I was like, me and my spies and my journalistic investigation, you don't worry about it. It is what it is. Now, on the podcast, we've been asking people to ask other artists a question something that you'd want to know when you listen to the podcast later on because you'll get you'll get to hear somebody answer um your question sure i had told myself that i'm going to ask you one of the others but you've answered it kind of <laughs> so i want you to ask a question to another artist that's going to be on this platform okay what so would who? you want to know I, no i'm not going to tell you they, maybe they're a dancer maybe oh. they're a painter Maybe they're a videographer. Oh. But what would you want them to know? Oh, what so do you know is that they're all African. Most okay. of them are Kenyan. Okay. So what would you want to know? So I don't know their art form. I don't know who they are. Nope. But, I have, but I, I'm asking them a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, to the person who's... <laughs> I want to know how they're doing. I want to know how they're doing. And, 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 and this is what I mean by that question. Post-2020, everything changed. Trying to find that artist within. I'm not saying they're not there. They're just someone different. Yeah, right. Uh, They have to get to know me. We have to get to know each other. And that has been a very difficult process. Yeah. I'm only just now starting to feel like I can create again, but I'm fascinated by the people who are doing it. I want to know how they're doing and how they did it. So I'm like, how are you doing? Yes, how are you doing? doing? But also how are you doing Yes. How do you manage to do it? That's amazing. Yeah, that's the question. Okay. I can't wait to hear the answer. It's, I think it's going to be great. Now, I want you to close your eyes as we finish. And I want you to picture the film and theater industry in Kenya 20 years from now. So we're in 2043. What does it look like to Mugambi? Hmm. Under the right stewards mm-hmm. who started doing their work now, the film and theater scene in 2043 is a place of abundance. Um, There is space for everyone. Mm -hmm. For every ethnic group, for every social standing, Mm -hmm. for whatever gender you identify as, whatever sexuality, whatever you consider art to be, there's space for you. And there's not just the space for you to perform it as mm-hmm. a space for the reception of it. Even if it's one-on-one, I believe that technology would have taken us to that point where you could put on a performance for one person and that person could be your audience henceforth. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I picture that we are going to be in a place where we're making statements and we're speaking for the world. We're, we're speaking in a voice that the world listens to. Mm-hmm. We're not viral. We're not, it's not Mark Mende. Look at what came <laughs> out of Kenya because nothing ever hardly comes out of Kenya. It's yes. not that anymore. It's, yeah. it's look at what the Kenyans have to say. Right. And Kenyans and Africa as a whole have finally been given their place. Mm-hmm. We've taken it. We haven't been given it. We've taken it. Yeah, most of the time you do have to. <laughs> yeah, we took it. And the work, the artistic work of African work that's going around the world that's starting now will now be global, will now be sensational around the world. And I think, I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that the message that we're going to be 
spreading then will be one that heals the world. Amen. In every way that the world needs to be healed, whether it's the environment, whether it's our hearts and souls, whether mm-hmm. it's how we relate with each other, whether it's how we reconcile with those that oppressed us, whether it's reconciling with ourselves, whether it's saying the truth about what our family situations are like, and mm-hmm. whether it's speaking the truth about how difficult the world is and how the difficulty in the world comes down to a very few specific individuals, yes. very few of whom are us, yeah. any. Yeah, yeah. The art will be talking about that. And it'll be colorful and joyful. And let people never forget a Westgate, but let them forget a world where terror exists mm. on that level. I want that to be soon now. Can that be 2033 instead of 2043? Thank you so much for I that. Have I have hope. The yeah. All of this to say is that I yeah. Have hope. Yeah. I think I've always said this. I think artistry will save us all. And if people stop fighting the artists and really just start listening to them and enable them to have food on their tables yeah. and clothes on their backs and enables them to take their kids to good schools. So that they can do the work. So they can do the work and enables them to not fall sick and have that be a death sentence. Yeah. We're not asking for much. That's true. We really just want to entertain. Yeah. We want to entertain, I'm sure. Yes. And that's really it. I'd be happy entertaining. It's just we have to, capitalism still has to do the thing. Yes. If you protect us from that. Then everything else will be fine. Yeah. Or you include us in it in the sense of it's possible to be paid well. Yeah. Then we move. Include us even in building capitalism itself and be like, nah, nah, this, this is not how this is going to work. work. Let's do it. This yeah, way. yeah, yeah. On many other episodes, there's people who've broken down how we should do royalties and residuals better and they even have some ideas. So if you're listening to this as your first episode, circle back and you're going to hear I will. a I lot will more magic. For sure, yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Aki, this thank has you been incredible. <laughs> Guys, if you don't believe us, imagine there was more. Like, imagine there was more, a lot more. But we've decided that it's probably time for you to go do something else in your day that you had planned to do. I, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need yeah. to release you. Yeah. Um, but a huge, huge thank you to Mugambi coming and giving us his time and to Panzigo Productions that has made all this possible. And if you are an artist and you are interested to know how you can get support, how you can maybe even get mentored by Mugambi Utamfikiaji, <laughs> you head on over to Skika Africa. And this beautiful furniture that we have been on is from Savannah Space. So thank you, Cherie, for sharing this with us. And if you like what you're seeing, head on over to Lavington Mall, Palekaribuna Kengeles, and you will see her store and be able to do some shopping. Otherwise, we will see you on the next episode. I am Susan Jiroge Awari, your host. Ciao, ciao.